This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, we had a scheduling conflict with Tony. Uh, but I did have some thoughts I wanted to get out to our audience. It's been, I think, two weeks now since we've spoken. So uh, a lot of things have happened in that last two weeks. Uh, maybe you're one of the, the lucky few, if that's the right word to use, uh, for receiving the largesse of the federal government. Uh, maybe you're one of the people who's actually going to get some of the, <laughs> I believe it was called historic um, bill, it was passed uh, $1.9 trillion. Uh, I, think the, I think what you have to remember, and Tony and I have talked about this many, many times, this is your money. You're being treated as though it's somebody else's money, and I guess if you're half the country who doesn't pay federal taxes, it is somebody else's money. But if you pay federal taxes and you're getting this money in, in the form of yet a third stimulus package, it's your money. Um, I, I think I read something this week that said the amount of money that's been dedicated to this stimulus package uh, would equal nearly $42,000 per taxpayer. Let that sink in. I, I don't know about you, but I didn't receive anything remotely approaching $42,000 uh, of my money. So when they tell you how much money they've spent, this is Congress, as any politician, and you get, I've gotten emails from my senators, oh, this is going to help you, this is so wonderful, this is wonderful, and we'll get to that in a second. But $42,000 is not what was given to you. I can guarantee that. If you break it down even further and say, for every man, woman, and child in the country, legally, of course, $18,000 per person. The only way you could even approach that is if you had multiple kids and you received the extra uh, money for unemployment uh, for the longest period of time. You, there is no way you're getting $18,000 on the, the average citizen. <clears throat> so what does that mean? Why do I bring that up? Because it just doesn't make you feel bad. Well, maybe somebody got that and I didn't. Nobody got that. Or very few people got the 18000 Nobody got the 42000 what I want you to think about is when they say they gave out $1.9 trillion, uh, and the, I think Trump did $3 trillion the first time, and the second time I think it was um, just under two. The, what they don't tell you is this, is this is robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're robbing from your future, our future, to pay for this. Now, it made sense to a point uh, the first time. Maybe it made a little bit of sense the second time, but I, I would question whether or not that's true. Uh, this time, not even remotely. Uh, <clears throat> and that's not because I'm um, heartless and I feel like nobody deserves anything. That's not what I'm saying. But this money is not going to the people. And that's what you need to understand. So much of this money is not going to you, Joe and Sally taxpayer. It's not where it's going and that's the problem. That's where, that's where I have a huge issue. 
Uh, Tony had talked about this previously when we got the second one, uh, that maybe the people who made enough money shouldn't get it. Well, guess what? They fixed that hole. They've, they've lowered the, the range at which you can actually receive this one. So fewer people will receive this one. Now, here's the key for me, or one of the keys. Uh, this is money that's going to be spent in 2022, 2023 for teachers, for schools. That sounds like an election year. It sounds very political. It doesn't sound like it's going to COVID relief. Uh, things going out there, for, it's pittance for things that might actually be necessary. Maybe broadband rollout. It's not really COVID relief, but maybe it is for schooling, for work, for, for uh, health care. Maybe that you could, you could justify that as uh, COVID-related. But too much of this is being spent on pork and earmarks for other things. Uh, now, the New York Times reported this week that this will cut poverty in half. Um, if you believe that, uh, don't. I, I would say call, I'll call you a fool or naive, but don't believe that. This is not going to cut poverty in half, it, not even remotely. So if you go back, the, the maximum you should have gotten was $1,200 a person the first time, 600 the second time, and 1400 this time. Now, I don't know where you come from and what your situation is, but that's not uh, $3,200 is not life-changing money. It's helpful. It's useful. But if you got $3,200 in a year and that changes your life, then you need more help than $3,200 can offer. And I hope that there's someone out there who can help you do that because that's not, <clears throat> that's not even minimum wage working part-time. So this is not life-changing uh, for anyone. And I think it's ironic that the people crying the loudest about the previous things because Donald Trump did them uh, are, are proclaiming this is historic. Well, it's smaller. <laughs> it's smaller than what Donald Trump uh, got got through Congress um, in the spring of last year. It's not life-changing. It's political. It's uh, rewards for people who, you know, basically uh, are supporting the Democratic Party. But it's not, it, it passed with zero Republican votes. Now, it's being touted as a bipartisan affair, but it was zero Republican votes. That's not bipartisan, that's partisan. Um, it, it takes me back to 2010 when uh, we, we got the Obamacare passed with zero Republican votes and we were told it was good for the country. No, that's not true. Gridlock is a feature and a benefit. It's a feature and a benefit of what we're doing here in this country. So I think sometimes we get caught up in the what is going on, uh, but you need to look at the larger picture. Why is this being done? Well, this is a reward for the Democratic supporters, uh, the unions, uh, the teachers' union especially. Um, it, it's, you're going to hear racist if, it, if, you know, if we pass this, which we did, and it was signed. Uh, it's racist if you make the teachers go back to work. Okay, why? Because you got the money and now you can't be going back to school because none of the children will, be, will have been vaccinated. And by their rules, arbitrary as they are, they can't go back as long as there's children or as long as they're around people who have been unvaccinated. Well, that means they'll never go back because there's nothing, there's no data to say you should be vaccinating children. There's no data to say it supports that. So the children are not going to get vaccinated, which means the teachers in certain places will never go back to school. 
Uh, that seems a little political to me. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I pivot just a little bit. I, I think often when you look at a problem, and we all look at problems in a certain way. So if you think back to your life, when you look at a, a building solution, you know, if, if you're a concrete person and you like concrete and you, you're in the concrete industry, every solution for a surface is going to be concrete. If you do macadam, then, then you're going to be macadam. If you, if you like to build uh, shiplap siding like uh, the gains, uh, then, then I guess that's what you're going to use because that's your signature. That's what you do. So I kind of titled the section Hammer Meets Nail because when you're a hammer, all of your solutions involve nails. If you were a screwdriver, everything would involve a screw. So when we hear the solution to end racism or end poverty is money, is that really true? Because remember I just said that this is supposed to change, this bill, $1.9 trillion with a T, is supposed to change poverty. It's supposed to cut poverty in half. I don't know if you know this or not, but we spent over $33 trillion since the 60s to end poverty, to end President Johnson's war on poverty. But we still have poverty. So is money the solution? It doesn't seem like it. We've fallen behind in science and math since the 80s. We spend money from an educational standpoint, supposedly, on education, but we're still behind. We're still behind. Whatever metric, we're not in the top 10 on science and math. Does that mean more money is the solution? It is not. So let me give you an example. So after 9-11, the country was devastated, and security at the airports was looked at as a a weak point. Uh, So all of the... Security personnel at the airports was suddenly federalized and made TSA. Did you feel safer the next day? Because I didn't. It was the same people who hadn't been who'd been working at you know minimum wage the day before, and now suddenly they're federal employees. They didn't get better because you federalized them. And I think over and over, as we've talked about it on the show, over and over they get chances to find explosives or find contraband and they fail miserably. Is that their fault? No, I can't blame the individuals necessarily. I can blame the training. I can blame the hiring. I can blame the higher ups because it hasn't gotten better. I don't feel one bit safer today than I did uh, on 9, 10, 2001. And if you do, that's great. If you know somebody who's in that industry, great. I don't feel safer I feel, and I, I use this term probably more loosely than you'd like, uh, security theater. I do not feel, I feel like I'm given the appearance of security, but I don't feel secure. Well, the same thing happens here. The solution, a Democrat's solution, a leftist, a progressive's solution to every problem is spend more money. But it doesn't work. You can spend poor, badly and still be bad at whatever you're trying to do. Uh, I had a coach in high school and he, you know, the old adage practice makes perfect. And at the beginning of every season, he would say, no, that is incorrect. Practice does not make perfect because what you do when you practice something imperfectly, 
you ingrain that as a habit. You ingrain that as a continued behavior that is not correct. He said, perfect practice makes perfect. And he's right. If you do something wrong long enough, it becomes ingrained. And you begin to think that's the only way to do it. You're not getting the solution you want. You're not getting the the results you want. But yet it's what you keep doing. So we, we keep doing this. We keep spending money. We keep acting as though spending more money, well, that will just fall, solve the problem. And it doesn't. It, it never has, and it probably never will. Now, if you spend it correctly, that $33 trillion we spent on poverty, had it been used correctly, and I'm not saying I know the solution, but what I can tell you is the way it's been utilized has not worked. I mean, you often hear from a socialist perspective, oh, well, you know, socialism is perfect, it's great, or communism is great. It just hasn't been done correctly yet. You know, it's, it's failed every time, but we just haven't done it right yet. Well, what you start to think is, is it you or is it me? Uh, it seems like it's you because I think it's not working because it's not good. You think it's not working because it's not been implemented correctly. That's what we're seeing here with the war on poverty and the war to end racism and the war on terror and you name it, whatever war, you, war on drugs. We, we're trying to, and I don't know how Tony would fall in this, but I, I feel as though sometimes we are trying to change human behavior and we think spending money is the solution. And, and I don't, I think there has to be an alternative to what they want to do that's wrong to encourage them to do the right. And, you know, there's, there's carrot and stick. Um, carrot sometimes works. Uh, stick might get results, but I don't know that it makes a long-term solution for people. So it's really hard to say that, you know, you can change somebody's behavior through negative reinforcement. I, I think that's a, that's a government plan to, we want less people to drive gas-powered vehicles so we will raise the price of gas or we will increase the taxes on that gas vehicle to the point where you either can't drive or you you finally succumb to buying uh, an electronic vehicle uh, an ev uh and and i just saw this week <laughs> this is great uh president biden wants to propose a bill that um will encourage infrastructure building of ev stations sounds fine you know you the, the um, national road system didn't start working well. You, you know, people didn't travel cross country until the Eisenhower road building began in the fifties. Uh, and that's where gas stations sprung up and that's where restaurants sprung up. So people, it was easier for them to actually travel back and forth across the country. So if you have a good road and you have a place to get gas and you have a place to eat and a place to, to sleep, you're more than likely going to, make more trips. So it, it encouraged uh, travel across the United States. But prior to that, and people prior to that don't, or people alive today don't recognize that that's what that looked like. Um, I think the EV stations, if you want to encourage the use of electronic vehicles, you're going to have to have charging stations and you're going to have to make it convenient and you're going to have to make it affordable or you're not going to have this. You, people are not going to travel back and forth um, by EV because again, it's a, much more limited. It takes a lot longer period of time to recharge your vehicle to keep going. You can't pull in for 10 minutes and uh, fill up and suddenly you're, you're back on the road. So it, it is a challenge in that respect. Um, but President Biden wants to propose this and he wants to put an infrastructure bill together. 
And that all sounds good. Uh, but my question becomes, where's the money coming from? And who's going to pay for the cost of creating the batteries and the, the uh, charging stations that uh, we're now funding? And, oh, what about the roads those cars have to drive on and the bridges they have to cross? I don't know if you've checked recently, but our bridges are failing. Our roads are failing um, nationwide. There, there are stretches of roads in, in major roads it's just because of use. They haven't been maintained. They're hard to maintain. They're expensive to maintain. And they put it off. They've taken the money from infrastructure rebuilding, and they've put it elsewhere. So where does that money come from? Or is that just another tax to keep us happy uh, to, to travel across the country? I, I don't know where that goes, but it does beg those questions. you know. And then here's another one. So Microsoft this week, uh, or last week, came out and said they want to be carbon negative by 2030. So if you heard about people saying they're carbon neutral, meaning they don't produce any more than they use, uh, or don't produce any more than, than um, um, they should, and they, they go back to neutral. This is carbon negative. So they want to they want to produce less carbon in all of their campuses and all of their locations. Uh, then basically they want to go backwards. They want to take away carbon from other pieces. I'm not sure if this is a carbon offset tax type of thing where they buy up carbon tax and, and they offset it because, you know, they planted a tree with that money. Uh, but think about that. They want to be negative. So they're going to put solar panels on their campuses. Well, manufacturing a solar panel is not carbon neutral. So when somebody says I'm going to be carbon neutral and they put up solar panels, there was energy needed to create those solar panels. There was manpower and electricity and gas and everything else and, and the steel and everything that you have to do to put those up. It, it doesn't just pop out of the thin air and suddenly it's neutral. So I don't know that most people are factoring that in. I'm pretty sure Microsoft wasn't. It's a PR thing for them. Uh, but it, it does beg the question, what are you, what's your thought on this and who's going to pay for this? Because as we've seen, and I, I hear people constantly tell me, well, you know, solar panels, they're, they're much more efficient than they used to be, and, and therefore they, they actually pay for themselves in a much shorter period of time. Depending on where you live, it depends on how much sunshine you get, how many, year, how many days of the year. Do you have storage? Because you've got to put those in batteries. It doesn't, if the sun's down, you're not producing electricity. So you've got to store that energy for the evening, the night, and the, the cloudy uh, winter days. Uh, but if you live in the Northeast, it's going to take you 16 to 18 years to recoup the cost right now of what solar panels are. Uh, you live somewhere more warmer with more sun, you might do a little bit faster. But that's a lot of time and energy and money to get there. Now, they're saying, well, I get a, I get a federal subsidy. Yeah, that's my money and your money paying for them to put solar panels on your house, you know, these solar these subsidies from the government are not free. I, I keep trying to remind people the government doesn't make money except as they take it from you and me and companies and corporations and taxes. It's not they don't have money. I mean, you can say they create money by by actually um, uh, printing it, but they don't actually create wealth in and of themselves. They create the opportunities for wealth. Uh, go back to Obama's. Uh, belief that you wouldn't have that business if it wasn't for the federal government. Well, uh, we've I've disagreed with that because the federal government wouldn't exist without the people to pay for it. 
Uh, look at the Continental Congress uh, during the Revolution, American Revolution. They were routinely underfunded, and the, the troops were underfunded. Uh, they had to beg, borrow, and steal to get what they needed just to survive. So you need the consent of the people to give you their money to govern, uh, or you don't have a government. It, it just, it's ineffectual at best. So it, it, who's going to pay for this stuff? Is Microsoft going to start charging more for their services to offset the cost, or are they going to get federal grants that will allow them to do these things, and then they can get the PR hook for it? It, it, just, it, does, make me, um, it does make me question what's, what's going to happen going forward. Uh, and lastly, I, I came across some things this week that uh, we had talked about previously, but this is, this is becoming more and more an issue for me. So uh, I talked about my electric company wanting me to pay money, give them money that they could then offer service to customers that couldn't afford electricity. Uh, they weren't contributing anything. They were just asking their customers to contribute so that they could give them the energy that they already produce uh, on my dime. Well, I got that from my natural gas supplier this week as well. They want me to donate money to the needy so they can give them natural gas, um, which they have and they produce, not produce, but they transport, uh, but they want me to pay for it. They don't want to pay for it. Uh, They want me to pay for it, which, again, they get the PR win and I get nothing. Um, and then <laughs> this is, this is awesome. So, uh, my daughter goes to a public school and they're building a new elementary school. So there's going to be taxes obviously to pay for the elementary school. They're already paying taxes. And <laughs> sadly I moved about a year ago and I'm paying more in taxes now in a less expensive area to live than I was paying before. Uh, for older buildings, uh, less teachers, less students, uh, you know, less industry. So they're building this building, and they have come back to the community and said, hey, would you like to donate money to building this building and for equipment? And I, I thought about that for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. You're going to tax me, and then you're asking me for donations to pay you more to build this building. And I had to laugh because I'm like, why? Who would who would donate money for this building? And again, it's an elementary school, so I don't know if I don't know where you you reside, but in an elementary school setting, do you have a lot of fond memories where you're going to go out, go back and donate money for an elementary school? If your kids there, you're going to get taxed, and if you don't live there, are you going to donate money? I mean, is, this is going out to. Um, local residents and alumni of this school district. And I thought, well, maybe your high school you would donate money to, maybe, but probably not because it was publicly funded. You donate to your college. I guess they got the idea. If you could donate to your college, maybe you'll donate to your high school. If you'll donate to your high school, maybe you'll donate to an elementary school. Uh, it's it's a strange thought process. They're trying to get extra money out of you. And I, I just thought it was odd. If If you think differently, then please... Uh, share that, but I definitely thought it was a strange situation um, that they wanted mo- extra money for me on top of taxes. And I thought, no, I talked to some other people and they're like, no, I'm, I'm not donating. They're, they're going to have to tax me if they want it. Uh, <clears throat> good luck getting that through. So those are my thoughts tonight. Uh, I wish Tony had been able to join us, but he was not able to uh, get on with me tonight. And I just wanted to share some of those things. 
If you have different thoughts or if you have things that you'd like us to, to discuss, please give us a call at 717-739-5432. Again, 717-739-5432. Uh, and we will check in with you uh, very soon, hopefully together, and we can talk more about the, the world in which we live and the things we're dealing with. All right. Thank you for joining us. I'm Chad. Good night. Thanks for listening. This has been a Hannah Tree production.